104.7 The Cave. KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Touchdown, Kansas City! Now, it's time for Ned Talk. Yeah, here we are in the studio. Joe Weston with Ned Riddles and... Well, the B team couldn't make it, so the A team's here. Mike, the intern. Calling the big guns today. Is setting in. Ned, how are you on this beautiful Sunday? Well, with Mike, the intern here, I'm not batting cleanup anymore. I've been relegated to eight <laughs> spot in the lineup. That hurts. That really hurts. Hey, listen, <laughs> when the old man calls you crying in the morning, he says, Mike, you need to get here. You know what I'm going to do. Yep, he's here. Come here. And that's what we're going to do. Thank you for saying, thank you so much for sitting in. I, I heard all sorts of lame excuses. My daughter's getting married. That's, that's my, justified. My tooth broke. My car broke down coming back from Texas. What sort of, and Alec just didn't even give one. He just uh, like, can't do it. I actually like the Alec one probably the best because he's just like, eh, I'm not even going to come up with one. These guys have, <laughs> these guys have used try. all the best ones. What uh, else am yeah, I supposed to say? I'm not even, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to do it. Okay, let's, let's. Let's talk about last week. First of all, I'm sure that on Monday you were uh, you were in tears, Mike. I wasn't. I, I listened to the whole game. I went down to Arkansas to see a show, and so we popped it on the Joplin affiliate that runs at AM. So we got most of it in that part of the state and then into Arkansas. And I just, there were certain things I think that I didn't see because I had people texting me talking about, you know, the exchange between Mahomes and Biennemi and other things that you don't get to see that sometimes the broadcast booth don't really talk about because it's not integral to the game. Um, but it was uh, extremely frustrating. And the I don't think I was sad. I think I was just frustrated. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of like what's happening today with me in fantasy football, where I've got you know sixty, seventy points on my bench and I'm losing. You know what I mean? <laughs> but those points came from uh, Penny from Seattle, which if he hasn't gone above ten all season, and then today he scores thirty, and then uh, Josh Jacobs is having a hell of a game so far against uh, the Broncos. So you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's it's football, it's professional sports. I don't think the Chiefs were watching Indianapolis very well. I don't think they expected to get that kind of a game, especially after watching what happened the week before, where they lose like forty points to nothing. Um, and they were paying attention to tonight, um, and I think they made a mistake doing that. Um, I think you saw it happen almost to Georgia yesterday in the Mizzou game. People do it all the time. Teams look beyond the team Except, they think. Let me just inject a thought. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, the fact of the matter, I can see it happening in college, but not with the pros. These guys are paid game to game. They're paid a lot of money. Yeah, maybe sub subconsciously that could happen. In the Georgia-Mizzou game last night, Georgia was not ready to play. But when they had to, they did play. In the case of the Chiefs and the Colts, I really think the Chiefs have the better team. They have the better individuals. They should have won the game. But you've got, and we talked about this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, every morning, you've got to keep your mouth shut on the field. And why, after all these years, a guy like Jones, Chris Jones, can't, can't absorb that? And some of the others, a honey badger in the Super Bowl game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, same thing, getting into mouthy conscious. Yeah, I know it's, it's mano on mano. That's the way the pro football game is. 
but there are rules that you have to follow and a level of discipline that you have to follow. The Chiefs didn't do it, and it cost them the game, too, in all honesty and inferior teams. Well, again, it, it never a game never comes down to one play. No. Ever. No, but, no, 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 no. And to game, blame Chris Jones for that loss is, is a huge mistake. because It you, gave you, them the opportunity. It, 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 in, a, in a crucial point, but then you could just go blame Amendola for missing every kick because <laughs> if he made all those, we win the game, right? Sky Moore, muffing a point punt that's a score that the Colts don't get so there those are those are three separate situations over the course of that game that had they been different we win the game but every time there's something like that happened we were just downtrodden and you could hear it it was just like oh I'm my God, guys is cut from the team so let's cut Chris Jones right get him the hell out of there. Well, no 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 and, and again we don't know what he said that's the thing like no I bet the locker room knows but uh he Chris claimed, Jones knows what he, he said. claims after the game that it was just he thought he was having a conversation I don't know how that goes to a flag but we'll never know um that's you know, because at the end of the you day, don't know the verbiage that in yeah. that conversation. <laughs> I might not know. I might not speak that language very well. But at the end of the day, you are right. They, you never give the officials a reason, and no. that is the and lesson. We did it there. right in front of the officials too. And it, you get fired up. You get in those positions, you know. And I get it. But at the same time, you just can't give him a reason. I'm not going to fault him and blame him for the loss. But he, as you mention all the time, they're professionals. They're supposed to be playing pro sports, be a professional, and do it with your actions, not with your mouth. And, and Mike, I'm not going to blame him either because he's 6'7", 340. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any he'd take us all down in one quick, we quick swoop. One, one swoop and we're out of gonzo. Was that a third down or a fourth down? That was, was the... It was a deciding play. It was a yeah. fourth down. It was, it was a, a fourth, fourth down, down. So the Chiefs would have got the ball back. We would have got the ball back. Yep. I, I have to disagree with you. I think that one play decides the game. No, again, like I said, I mean, play, you, you can't... You, you, like I said, this miss, the muff pump by Sky Moore led to a cold score. That's one play that could have decided the game. Those three kicks, those are three plays, but again, they're kicks, whatever. They make those, we win. It's, it's that simple. So you can't blame. But what Joe is saying, though, is that those came early in the game, and you're, you get a chance to rebound Recover. from that. Yep. This one happens with about three minutes remaining, and they're done score with what? 20 seconds remaining yeah. in the game, and I will give the Colts credit. They played the clock beautifully in the final three minutes of the game. They did it in very Matt, – uh, Matt Ryan was – Cool under pressure. Again, they don't have the uh, team the Chiefs do. It is not even close, in my opinion. They are vastly inferior, but it does happen. They are pro football players. They're getting. They're big. They're physical. They can do a lot of things. Still, the Chiefs handed that to them. That won't happen tonight. I am the definitely the Chiefs homer in this room right now. Oh, yeah. You both know that. Yeah, no, um, no. So no. I'm going to defend my guys no matter what, just like a parent would defend their kid misbehaving at a Christmas pageant. I'm going to say, ah, uh, that's just sometimes he gets that way. And yeah, that's fine. You, Whatever. I want you to defend to me right here. You're not going to go home tonight, are you? And pick up your vacuum cleaner and slam it against the wall and start uh, Well, it depends on how tonight goes. No, 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 no. I'm not that way. But at the same time, again, you, you're talking about in a very emotional game, and I'm a very emotional person, and there have been times where I've been on my hands and knees just praying to whatever God that's listening, banging my heads on the ground. I'm promising you this. Being about 40 years older than you are, there's going to come a time when a lot of Jack will mellow you quite, and it does me. Look, look, I used to be like that, fiery, throwing things around now. 
I love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is not. Is, is I can that, tell you right now. Was that, that an is endorsement of sorts? That is not true. That is, that is not true. Well, okay. and then I'll just tell you right now. Pick your poison, I'm going to leave the pick, microphone pick, on pick during the commercial break. <laughs> you'll, you'll see. Is this how you guys normally do things in here? Kind oh. of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, actually, actually, this is actually a little more entertaining because hey, you guys are going at it right away. That's why I'm here. Holmes and, and I can't even do that in the morning. We, well, it's because we're a little bit more awake now than... Yeah, we're still we're still kind of slumbering along in a in a somnolent way. And hey, Mike, what's going on? Hey, Reynolds, you in? How was your weekend? I lost all of it. Oh, great, she's lost. Okay, let's just (laughs) sit in silence for the next twenty minutes. You guys have had your uh, you've had your libations, (laughs) yeah, at this time of the evening. So let's let's talk about this for just a second. Chiefs vaunted offense showed up in the first game, showed up a little bit. Second half of the second game didn't show up at all in the third game. Where are we at? What's what's your feeling with this team? And and we, let's talk about the B enemy, Mahomes, little blub, something or nothing. I I know I know what in in looking back at least the the Mahomes B enemy situation was that you had someone that's aggressive and said let's let's just do it let's just do it let's just do it and someone wanted to play it safe and it's it's. It's hindsight. You know what I mean? One guy's going to be right and one guy's going to be wrong in that situation. After it happens, could have gone either way. We've seen it go either way when he's pushed for it and they do it and it fails. And that was last and, year and when he tried yeah, to yeah, I know, I, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. So you've seen it both ways. Ultimately, and he came back to it, they are the coaches and I need to get in line. They are the ones designing this thing. I don't know what's going on as far as the offense. It seemed like it just did not seem like we were clicking last week. Um, I mean, in the preseason, every time we had, I know it's preseason, but you you see the scheme in the first, you know, two or three uh, sets of downs in preseason. And, man, it was just like boom, 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 boom. And week one definitely felt like that, but we were playing the Cardinals. Week two kind of felt like that once we started to get our motion. But uh, last week, man, I, I just, it felt like, it felt like everything was cool up until Sky warm up that point punt. And then it was just like, it, it never got back to that feeling of in control. After that, we never, I never felt in control in that game but after Mike, that. that is where leadership comes into play. And True. that's where the Chiefs are meeting, uh, needing, I should say, the key leader on defense. They don't have it. They do have Patrick Mahomes, and he is a leader on offense, and he is in charge. But Patrick Mahomes is also 26 years old. He's still a kid. You just pointed this out. He's kind of a knee-jerk reaction player. I want to go for the big one right here. And here you have Biennemi, who's been around for a number of years, and Andy Reid, both of whom are a lot more conservative than Mahomes is, and they want to slow things down. All right, that doesn't answer the question, though, about the offense. I'm telling you what I think has happened here is the Chiefs got off to a great start because their offense was a whole lot more in rhythm. There are only three preseason games. A lot of these teams, Arizona, for instance, didn't have their QB for the exhibition. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who the Chiefs play tonight, didn't have Tom Brady for much of the preseason, although I think they're probably going to snap out of it a little bit tonight. But these other teams have gotten off to slower starts, and the Chiefs did not because the Chiefs were much more in rhythm. Now the clubs are catching up with them a little bit. Defenses are set for them. The scheme of things, Chiefs' offensive line is good but not great, and they need some work. You've got to give Patrick Mahomes a lot of time and not have him running for his life. Oh, uh, bottom line is this. I think once the Chiefs get their game plan, their consistency going for them, they're going to be all right. How all right is all right, that remains to be seen. 
they and I hate to say this because I think you hear this all the time from Chiefs fans. They remind me a little bit of the team that won the Super Bowl or the team the year before because Patrick Mahomes is running for his life, which surprises me because I really felt the offensive line was a strength for that team. But they also look like they're still trying to find themselves a little bit about what sort of team they are. And they are terrible right now on third down. They're just, they're, they're abysmal on third down. And that was a drive killer for them. And it, it, you see them do something like, well, we're going to run. We'll do a run. We'll hand the ball to McKinnon. And he gets seven yards or six yards or whatever. And then they do something cute and it fails. And then you're locked into third and four. Mahomes throws a pass. Somebody drops it. It's a bad pass. Gets rushed, sacked, whatever. Chiefs are punting. They just seem to kind of sputter a little bit on offense, and they don't seem to have found themselves. It's yet. I think it's cohesion. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm to back, back to what Ned said about the offensive line. I don't think that the offensive line is bad. No, 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 no. Creed no, no, Humphrey no. arguably is probably one of the best centers in the game today, right yeah. now at this moment. If you look at stats, he's one of the best. But then you've got Orlando Brown Jr., who really hasn't been having that great of a season so far. He's been okay, but he's not great. Once they start. Start working together it'll work but that's the thing and again maybe maybe ned's right maybe it was a three game but again i i don't know if one game makes that much of a difference we're talking about one week so i i don't know i don't know what it is i you know i watching football all day today it's just been kind of a it's it, this season is not it's not. It never really goes down as expected. It never really does. Well, it can't. But this season it definitely has not gone down as it expected can't, Mike, at because, all. Because the teams are making adjustments that you don't see out yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. The adjustments are on defense, and you see it's very subtle what they're doing. But that's enough to take a quarterback right out of his game plan if he is not ready and if his line is not ready for it. So he's throwing, he being Mahomes, is throwing against D-backs who have adjusted a little bit. And because of that, he's having trouble getting that consistency, that rhythm that we talked about. I do think he gets it. I think tonight is going to be very indicative of what they can do because Tampa Bay has a very nice ball club. I do not consider them to be great, but they are a good team. How much can Kansas City prevent them from scoring? Now, Tampa Bay has not scored this year. They've had re- and this is a Tom Brady team for heaven's sake. These are my fantasy league. Trust me, I know how <laughs> how lackluster he's been. He, this season he so has far. been, but the reason for it, in my opinion, he hasn't had Mike Evans, who ends his suspension tonight. He hasn't had Julio Jones, who, while he is questionable, will probably play tonight. Those two receivers in and of themselves make a very big difference in what he can do. He is a pattern player. He's a systems player. This is Brady I'm talking about. And when he has that working for him, he's tough to stop. And he hasn't had Giselle. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a big thing. That's Are a we really, really going to get thing. here, Mr. TMZ? Uh, honestly, though, you're right. Because, like yeah. I said, he's on my fantasy team and he ain't been doing nothing. I started Trevor Lawrence today over him because I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to give me a good day, but he got six points because he fumbled the ball three times, so that didn't work out for me very well. Well, he didn't play any preseason games. There was some talk about, oh, what's going on with Tom Brady? Oh, he's doing Dancing with the Stars. He's got a busted hand, Oh, something's going on with Tom Brady, and then all of a sudden the Giselle stuff comes out, and, you know... That's got to play into a guy. There's oh, no yeah. question about it. That I don't care who you are. Yeah. That will have a mental oh, yeah. impact who's, on you. Who's the most focused athlete that you've seen in the last 20 years? T- Tiger Woods, probably. And you saw, 
and you saw when he had marital problems what it did to his game. Oh, yeah. Brady would be in that list too, at least in yeah. top five for sure. Yeah, focused. you're talking about the most I, yeah. focused I athletes in the world. Who's the, who's the gosh? Is it Al, uh, Landers and Landers? Where, where is she right now? Uh, we need her. Yeah, we need her number. Hey, if you got her number, give us a call. Let me get the national. Let me get the national See what's going on. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll we'll talk about. It. So what do you, what do you think? What do you guys think we're going to see from the Chiefs tonight? Well, there's a lot of speculation that this will be a relatively low scoring game. I'm not sure that's going to be the case. If Brady gets off and gets hot and starts firing that ball all over, and Kansas City's D backs are not what they have been. They're not bad, but they have been burned on a number of occasions this year and shouldn't have been. All right, it depends on what Brady is able to do, pick apart them. If they start scoring, then I think we see a high scoring football game because Mahomes will have to equal that. Otherwise, I think they play a relatively conservative football game, especially if Brady keeps the ball on the ground, because I know Mahomes will if that's the case. Uh, but if it gets high scoring, watch out. What's the over-under right now? I think it's 53, if I'm not mistaken. That's pretty low. I take the over. I, I have a feeling it's going to be a high-scoring game. I but I, Mike's rock solid. I don't, nor- I don't normally, I don't normally <laughs> go that way, but it, with these two being prime time, they're, they're getting a little edged. And, you know, I know I'm pulling out the pulling out the aluminum foil hat and you know that only i wait till the week mornings to do that but i don't know vegas vegas has a lot to do with some of the things go down this league yeah, sometimes have you seen the really makes on this me, one yeah i know it's a pick em game yeah it is but at the same time i'm just you, like i said league-wide the in in especially in college sports too it's just man it's it's uh Vegas has a lot to do with this stuff, and it's, it kind of blows my mind of how we're getting into an era of where you can literally make bets on your phone anywhere, anytime, as many times as you want. Except in Missouri. Ex- except in Missouri. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, it, it just... It, it, I, you don't want to believe it. And like I said, it's always hindsight, but at the same time, no. it's like, I have conversations with guys that I see on the street, you know what I mean? All the time. And, and it's just like, eh, Vegas, I know what you're hitting. Vegas, Vegas, no, Vegas, I can't imagine that. Goes Vegas. Well, Do these guys wear tinfoil hats that you talk to on the street? Hey man, they're just like me, you know, probably wearing tinfoil hats. Somewhere. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll discuss more about sports and tinfoil conspiracies. When we come <laughs> back, it's Ned talk. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Just want to mention to you that what I'm saying right now, I actually said... About 10 seconds ago, because we've set up a delay so that you can listen to the Chiefs game on 104.7 The Cave. Turn down. Who's doing the game tonight? On TV. It's Trico, isn't it? Trico yeah, and Collinsworth. Tarico. Tarico. Yeah, 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 you don't want to listen to Chris Collinsworth. Yo, no, you no, do no. not want to listen to Chris Collinsworth. Even though he, he, oh, he's come on. an analyst. He knows he's what. A, played the game. Jerk. Star player. I hate him. He's always hated the Chiefs, and I hate yeah, him. He doesn't hate the Chiefs. He's a big Patrick Mahomes fan. I know that. Uh, he's so, just a um, fan of whoever's flashy. He was the big Peyton Manning fan for a long time. He's a big, <laughs> you know what I mean? Fill in the blank. He's just a... Well, Hallsworth is the worst. He's not as ba- bad as Dan Deardorff in my mind, but he's close. You, are, you Dan Deardorff. I just always hated Deardorff because he was God. just so 
on it was what's the what's the Chargers? About, are you talking about Chargers Fouts? quarterback analyst? It's always hard on him. Dan Faust. Dan Faust. Yeah, awesome. so bad. Deardorff is the same way. <laughs> Collinsworth the same way. So list, basically, bottom line is Joe's right. Listen to the game on one hundred four point seven The Cave. Turn your TV volume all the way down and watch it that way. Hey, who's supposed to be the guest in here anyway? He is, isn't he? This is hey, his, you get your time tomorrow morning. Just hey, shut up. Net Nez is going to come down. and bring the hammer house. in here tomorrow morning. This is his house. We're just living in it right now. We're just doing that right now. So Yeah, but I'm paying a hell of a lot for it. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh. So let's let's talk about some other sports stuff going on. First of all, Ned, Missouri State Bears. Let's talk about that. Well, that was not a good performance yesterday. The Bears are vulnerable in a lot of categories, and they showed yesterday to a team that is really not in their ballpark, in my opinion. North Dakota, a lot smaller physically. Bears were physically superior, but also physically slower, and it cost them. One, North Dakota was trailing in this game 21-10 to 10 yesterday, and then all of a sudden put on a big burst toward the end of the first half. I came back and made it 21 to 20 and then took over the second half and left the Bears. I, I, I just don't understand what happened. Well, I do understand, but the Bears have a lot of vulnerability on defense. Their defense, they're playing zone in the backfield, in the defensive backs, and their defensive linemen are, in my opinion, not quick enough to be able to react. This is a perception that I have. In the opening of the game yesterday, North Dakota decided to go man to man to block. After that, they didn't. They brush blocked. They were influence blocks to allow their running backs time to get out to the corners, turn those corners, and get big yardage. They had a guy, they even being North Dakota, named Tyler Hoosman, who ran for 147 yards yesterday. Bears should not have that happen to him. The quarterback was able to pick apart the Bears' defensive backs and get some key passes in fact, he threw for more yardage. I, th- I take it back. He and Jason Shelley were just about the same, 300 and some yards, whatever it was. But the, the the whole defensive scheme on the Bears needs some work. And I know that Coach Petrino and his staff have to be very upset. 48-31 to 31 to that team, that's not Bears. And that's the second loss within the conference now. And next week, they're home again. But Southern Illinois comes in here, and Southern Illinois is pretty doggone good. Are they as good as South Dakota State? Probably not. Are they as good as North Dakota State? Probably not. Are they as good as North Dakota, the team the Bears beat? Southern Illinois beat them last week in Carbondale. They'll be tough to handle. The Salukis will. The Bears have to get their game plan together. They are not out of playoff consideration yet, but they're on the borderline. Yeah, they're on the, they're on ice right now. This has is... to be a little disappointing to Coach Petrino, don't you think? Oh, I'm, I'm quite sure it is. He was not happy during the course of that game. You could see that on the sideline. And I think he's not happy because the team is not responding the way it should have. They committed some... Doggone personal foul penalties again and unsportsmanlike conduct. You can't have that going on. That ruins your consistency, number one. But over and above that, it's the defense that needs some work. And the two the two sides, the defense and offense, they kind of correlate in a lot of respects. And Jason Shelley, who in my opinion is an NFL prospect, a quarterback for the Bears, just is unable really to get a rhythm going. Hey, when they need to score big, he can throw downfield and hit good receivers. Tyrone Scott is a really fine receiver, also an NFL prospect in my opinion. But over and above that, they don't seem to be able to develop the type of consistency at any end of the field. The Bears yesterday, from the 20 to the 20, great. I mean, they shredded people. 
Once you got down into the red zone, where it's a different story altogether, you don't play the game the same way as you do in the middle of the part of the field, uh, they were unable to really capitalize. Does that felt- remind you of anybody? It does. Uh, I, feel, I, I feel like Shelley's running for his life a lot of the time, too, and, and in that regard, too. So, um, also, by the way, uh, Joe, your wife just texted me and said she agrees with me. Chris Collinsworth is trash. So <laughs> Did she just, say that? Yeah. So, thank you, Renee, for having my back. I love you, and I appreciate you very much. Um, not, back to she, the Missouri State thing. She didn't text thing. me. I don't see well, anything on here. I, she just texted me. How'd you get a I'm, so, I don't, I'm sorry about that. I don't know how that happened. I think Chris um, Collinsworth is worth an Emmy nomination. And now, uh, uh, in, the, in, the gar- in the garbage and lighted on fire. All right, back to the Missouri State thing. Uh, it also is di- it's disappointing to us because you see how strong they started this season, and they came out just kind of like a carry-on from the last season where it was like, oh, man, are we going to actually have a good Bears team that we can get behind and and really get behind? And I think Petrino has brought that change to the culture, but, it you know, Shelly can only do so much, and, and you can see him out there trying and trying to force the issue, but if all the other little pieces aren't working, it's out the window. I just hope... I hope they emotionally didn't leave it on the field in Fayetteville. I that that would uh, that uh, you're right, and that's exactly what I was going to say because you you get that close to doing something that great, and it doesn't seem like they've been the same team since that third they quarter haven't. of that game. Uh, but again, you have to look at it a little bit differently too because D one A and one double A, it's called FBS mm-hmm. and FCS. And a lot of the BS is exactly that. <laughs> anyway, the Division 1A and 1AA, the difference between the good teams is very finite. And the difference comes from the depth, the bench players coming in. And that's what you saw in that Bears game with Arkansas. They can stay with Arkansas. Look what Arkansas and Alabama did yesterday. Here's the situation now with the Bears. They've got to get, they've got to re, uh, re-energize their motivation their scheme of things, their psyche, they've got to get that back, and they've got to do it right now. There can't be any delay. When they take the field next Saturday, they have to be ready to play and ready to beat SIU, and that won't be easy. No, it won't. Talk about moral victories, because that's kind of what the Bears had against Arkansas. What about yesterday with Mizzou and Georgia? There, the, You saw a classic example of a team that's a 29-and-a-half-point favorite saying, hey, we, all we need to do is walk on the field and beat this team. And you can't do it, not in college football or, or any sport for that matter. And here Missouri was ready. They were emotional. It was a big crowd on hand. It's a night game. The TV cameras are there. The announcers are there. Everybody's there. Everything is stoked. It was a perfect setting for a huge upset, and it almost happened. But again, in two cases yesterday in college football, you saw what happens when the good teams feel that color around their neck and when they're pressured. One was Georgia. They came back to win. They finally decided to flex their muscle and run their offense when they had to. They shook off any kind of emotional letdown they were having. And number two is Arkansas. Here they have Alabama on the ropes. It's 28-23. to 23, And Alabama's quarterback, the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, is out. And what happens? Nick Saban says, you guys get the hell in there and start playing football. <laughs> and then what do they do? Well, it's easy to it, say when your backup, backup, backup is still a four or five-star player. There's and that's, the key that's right the key. there. Same, have, same with Georgia against Mizzou. They have the depth. Yep. The depth, the, the bench players that are recruited just for that to take over. Because it's going to be injuries. Mm-hmm. And indeed, you saw that happen. Alabama's players, like they used to say, well, they still do for that matter. Alabama's second, third, and fourth teams could beat most of the others. Yeah. 
What do you think? Who's the best team in college football right yeah, now? Right now, it's Alabama. They Alabama. are number one Alabama in the country. Georgia? Well, they they put things away when they had to. Interestingly enough, Alabama did have a close call at Texas a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, last month. As a matter of fact, in September, when they went to Austin, and here's a Texas team that isn't very good that took them right to the wire, and Alabama won it twenty to nineteen in a real close game. They know what it takes to win. They are a championship-level team. They have the right emotions about them. And, guys, you've got to understand that mentality is a very, very big plus if you are thinking positively. That will overcome a lot of deficiencies. Let's not scoot past the Big 12 here. I want to talk about my K-State Wildcats. Okay. Getting a big win against Texas Tech yesterday. Mm -hmm. Big time. Which, again, I was going to use that as an example, too. They go into Oklahoma, or where they lose to Tulane. Which is just yeah, um, they're not paying. Tulane's pretty good. Yeah, but they're going to go in Oklahoma and handle business. Texas Tech, same thing. It's going to be an interesting season for our Wildcats, who, by the way, play the KU Jayhawks' last regular season That's, game. Oh yeah, that is, is going to be a monster. <laughs> now, you mentioned Oklahoma. Did you see what happened to them? Yesterday? Oh yeah, they yeah. got absolutely. They're they're in shambles right now. Sooners fans, I'm I'm on watch in for River you. City or oh, troubles yeah. in Norman in this case. Could yeah. you get me fifty-five oh, yeah. to twenty-four when Texas Christian scores twenty-seven in the first period? But see, that's the other thing oh, I was going to say too. As far as uh, the K-State Wildcats are having a great season so far, but I definitely TCU has had our number for years and years and years. And watching that game yesterday has got me shook a little. Where bit. do they play? I don't know. I just we were talking about last night with somebody, and and they were like, "Do they play the Jayhawks?" I was like, "Yeah." And, I, and then I looked, and I was like, "Ooh, that K-State KU game." Last regular season game is going to be where K State and TCU play. If it's at Amon Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, then there's problems for K State because this uh, TCU team is very good on their home field. Hell yeah, they are. Well, everybody grabs your phone and looks that up. We will (laughs) take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk baseball. It's Ned Talk. You're listening to Ned Talk. On 104.7, The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7, The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. About 18 minutes away from the start of the pregame show. Once again this week, Art Haynes will not be with the show. Art is still in the hospital, and all our best wishes go out to him and his family. We want Art to get better. We miss him, and as I said last week, he's a pro's pro. So everybody send out your positive thoughts and uh, prayers or whatever you believe to Art Haynes and his family. He'll get better. He's a tough guy. Yep. He has a great mental attitude. He's an outstanding professional. He'll make it. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some college baseball that went on this weekend right here locally. Ned, I'll let you take over about the battle for Bell. Hammondsfield, they played two games. Uh, Evangel and BBC played in the first game. I must admit, I don't know who won that one. Second game was the Bears and Drury, as it always has been in the previous six games they played. Started at about 6.30 last night at Hammondsfield. Had a crowd in the neighborhood of about 800 to 1,000 there, which was very good. And saw some interesting baseball. Missouri State wins the game by a score of 5-1. to one. They, they let all, Missouri State's the home team here. The first batter up, home run on the second pitch. Best, blasted one over the right field fence, home run. Bears are up one nothing. Wasn't a whole lot of scoring after that until Missouri State finally got well in the fifth and 
were able to tally some other hits. The big factor in the ball game is the pitching staff that Keith Gutton threw out on the field. He had three pitchers who threw two innings apiece, and then the rest of them, one inning, one inning, and one inning. Bears pitchers struck out 18 Drury batters. Wow. Now, you can't take anything from that because it's the fall and the guys haven't been together yet and haven't seen a steady dose of pitching. But the final 5-1 to one probably, probably I think, was uh, resonates in regards to the, the strength of the team. Bears are pretty good, and they are D1, and Drury is D2. They're in baseball, it doesn't. It doesn't factor in as much as it does in football and maybe some of the other sports. But the fact of the matter remains that 18 strikeouts, that's not going to win too many. Now let's talk a little bit about the major league scene. Because, well, wait, well, oh, okay. well, let me stop you right there. But, but let's tell people a little bit about why they play this oh, game. Oh, the battle for Bell? Yeah. That's uh, in honor of Howard Bell, who passed from the scene in 2013 from the ravages of ALS. And the funds, funds and the proceeds from the game went to the... ALS unit at Cox, at Cox Health Systems, which is the only ALS unit for a four-state area. does a gr- They do a great job, a great job. ALS is incurable, usually, well, not usually, it's always fatal. But the fact of the matter remains that you can make life much more comfortable, and that's what they do. There will be a cure. Somewhere along the line, there will be a cure. There hasn't been one yet. It's just an awful, insidious disease. And... For Howard, who was a baseball icon in the area, it was just a, a tragedy, a tragic situation. My grandson played for him. A lot of other folks had their baseball careers with him at Glendale as a coach. Played for the Bears, played at Parkview. He just, just a great guy and a great coach. And to lose him in that capacity, well, it does, it does bring about the disease itself. And if we can help, which we can, everybody can, by donating to the ALS cause, a myotrophic lateral sclerosis, it's also known as Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, do so because it's, it, it has to be. The research continues every single day, but there so far hasn't been any cure. A lot of reasons why they think the disease exists, but nothing specific has been. You guys remember that ice bucket challenge thing, yep, right? Yep, they yes. actually developed a new drug because everyone was doing that. It was, yeah. a drug, that, it was a drug, however, that helped to make the patients more yeah, comfortable. Yeah, but it, progress is progress. And in a stupid viral dumping, I mean, I did it, dumping ice cold water. It. We all did it. Did it with yeah, my baseball all, team? Yeah. yeah. I all. did it out in front of KY3 on a day that was probably 92 or 93 degrees. And one of our, <laughs> one of our co-writers out there uh, said, hey, I'll dump the bucket. Okay, hey, just be gentle. Okay. <laughs> be gentle. Be gentle. <laughs> Famous last words, I'm sitting man. there in a chair in the sun. It's 92, and this ice, I thought, Reynolds, you're going to have a heart attack. When they dumped that ice, holy smokes. Uh, needless to say, the dialogue was not something you could use. <laughs> it's called shrinkage. It's called be, be shrinkage. Be gentle. Be gentle, he says. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Let's talk about the pros here for a second. And uh, Albert Pujols. Did hit going. number 702 today. Yes, that had to be disappointing. It, now, keep in mind, the game doesn't mean anything. The Cardinals lost to the Pirates 7-5, to but Albert Albert did what the fans wanted him to do. They had three straight sellouts up at Bush Stadium because this is the farewell tour for Yachty, uh, maybe Wainwright, and certainly Albert. 
Now, I say the farewell tour. They will play again at Bush Stadium starting on Friday in the, in the playoffs. But this was the end of the regular season now in, in St. Louis because they do go to Pittsburgh now to play three more games. Again, they are meaningless as far as the standings are concerned, but not meaningless as far as Albert. He would love to get as many of those 700-plus homers as he can. He does have 702 now. Crowd had to be a bit uh, disappointed, though, for to lose that regular season. Now, who will the Cardinals play in the first round of the playoffs? It's not been officially decided yet, but Philadelphia now has a two-game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers who lost today. That's two games with three to play. I'm a longtime Philadelphia fan. They are not above blowing that, folks. Not <laughs> I was just getting ready to say you were about ready to put all your all your tips in. No, I, whoa. No, Talk no. about ex- unexpected. You're I was gonna... I was around in, <laughs> in 1964. I was in the Navy when Philadelphia was lo- a lock, a lock for the World Series. A six-and-a-half game lead with 12 to oh, go. Oh, that's a heartbreaker. See you. You're out of here. So, no, I won't put them in there yet, but I would say the chances are it's going to be the Cardinals and the Phillies in a best-of-three series. So now we know who hurt Ned. So who's the your chocolate chips on? Phillies? In that series? Phillies with oh, Cardinals. Oh, no, Cardinals. Cardinals. Cardinals have a better pitching staff. There are far more. Philadelphia has a lot of power on their ball club, but it is not as consistent as is the Cardinals with uh, Goldschmidt and Arnato. Philadelphia has uh, Castellanos in there. They have Bryce Harper, of course, and Schwarber. And these are good power hitters. But for some reason, that lineup has not been as effective as it should have been or what you would think it should be. Congratulations to Albert Pujols because you'll oh. probably never in our lifetime see another player hit 700. Hit when you consider hundreds. that the closest right now is Miguel Cabrera, who will retire at the end of next season, uh, he has, I think, 503 or 504 yeah, no somewhere right away. No, light no years way. away. Yeah, no way. No. And I, I, you said you said 703 is where you landed. I, I think I picked 704 was the number that I picked. And I said a little bit back, too, that I didn't think Aaron Judge would make it. And I'm still sticking by that. He's no. at 61. He's got four games to go. And he's not getting a single thing to hit. So I don't think that he will he will break Roger Maris's record. We'll find out, but I think he does. You think there's a giant text chat between all the pitchers in Major League Baseball that are facing Judge saying, "Don't throw it to him. Don't throw it to well, him. I mean, they, you're they, you're they up all... next. You're up next, guy. Don't throw it." It to isn't him. so much that it's not a conspiracy thing like that, but it is. Uh, an ego factor yeah. among pitchers. You don't want to be the one. For instance, I'll tell you, there's a name Tracy Stallard that would mean nothing to you guys. He gave up Roger Maris 61 home runs. Everybody remembers him. <laughs> well, I, I, I would say this, too, and I watched both games. I watched the game on Saturday and Sunday, and I watched every at-bat and just watched the games all the way through. He's rusty because he's not getting anything to hit. And when he does get something to hit, he's just a little off and a little behind. And I it think that's happen. that's what's happening. When we come back, we'll make our picks. Well, we know what Mike's going to pick, but we'll, uh, <laughs> Ned and I will maybe surprise you. We're about 10 minutes away from the start of the pregame show right here on 104.7 The Cave. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Really quick housekeeping. Our next broadcast will be at 5 o'clock a week from tomorrow. It's a Monday night game. 
Chiefs and the Raiders. We'll be at Coyotes. From, from Arrowhead, Mike, will be at Coyotes. Yeah, with the trailer, so stop by and see us. Uh, get there early. Seats will fill up extremely quick, but we will get a qualifier on site to win that Kingdom Custom trailer. Monday night, October 10th, Chiefs Raiders. Should be fun. Should Hell be a great yeah, time. Great time. All right, it is time for <laughs> our rock solid picks of the week. <laughs> I need to get I need to get Joe to do that for me we, so I can, can play do that. that so I can play that. I think we can make that happen. Put a lot of reverb on yeah. his voice, and so we'll start with you, Mike. What's your pick? Uh, what did I say? Thirty-one uh, twenty-four Chiefs. Really? Over, you're you're picking the, the Chiefs? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hell yeah, I am. I don't mean even if I didn't even if I didn't think it would happen, I would still believe because go Chiefs. I could believe. That's I can fly. That's, that's right. That's right. right. Okay. Ned, what about you? My rock solid pick last week was not necessarily rock solid. It turned into a bunch of marbles that went right down. Go easy on me. (laughs) Anyway, I think we're seeing a very entertaining football game tonight. Uh, Brady has been slow in getting things underway this year, and the Tampa Bay offense has struggled quite a bit. But tonight... Brady will have some of his top receivers back in there. Mike Evans will be in there. His one-game suspension is over. Julio Jones is expected to be back in. And several of the other injured players who've been banged up should be suiting up for the Bay Bucks. This is a very good Tampa Bay team, much better than they have played. It's a very good Chiefs team. I think although many of the pundits around the country seem to think this is going to be a fairly low-scoring game, I'm with Mike. I don't think it will be. I think the ball's going to be in the air quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, both these guys are top-rated top passers. Brady's record speaks for itself, and so does Mahomes. I think you'll see the air filled with a lot of footballs tonight. Maybe a long game. But the bottom line is I think Kansas City wins it. I think they have a, a little bit better consistency with their offense. We talked about the lack of consistency earlier, but still, Kansas City can run the ball well if they have the line blocking for them and Mahomes gets some time. If it comes down to kicking, a bit of a problem. Harrison Butker is still not cleared to play. What's the guy's name? Matthew Wright will be the kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. All right, Matthew Wright, who is... He was the third caller. (laughs) I just don't understand real quick. Interesting... uh, Let me hold... An interesting (laughs) selection for their uh, kicker, too. It's a guy who's been cut. By the Carolina Panthers. He was sliced from the team. Good player at Central Florida. That is where he is from. And he is what, aerospace engineering? That's right. He has a security clearance. He is one of the... Really? He's like the only NFL player with security clearance he works for. He did work for. I don't know if he still does. I'm sure he probably does. But he works for one of the major defense contracts. It's really cool. He probably makes a ton of money more than... than yeah, he's like, like, real quick, though, kick some football. Last week, right... Amendola misses the extra point, misses a field goal. Why in the hell did not did Tobe did not say, you know what, give Reed a shot. Let him do it. Don't Why know. didn't they say that? Why didn't they do it? Don't know. We three know right now. Come on, man. Do not Come know. on, man. I don't know. Give me a chance. I can't be the only one that thinks quiet, that. Quiet, will you? Quiet. <laughs> I don't even get to my pick. I didn't get my final score yet. I apologize. Okay, what's your final score? I'm going to say it's Kansas City 34 and the Tampa Bay Bucks 31. I think it'll be a close game. 34-31. I, I think this comes down to who has more to prove. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs feel oh, like yeah, that they, they have more to prove. They played a crappy game last week. And I think that they were, I still believe that they were the better team in the Super Bowl that they lost to Tampa Bay. And I think they're going to come out. They're going to want to prove it tonight. Should be a great game. I pick the Chiefs 35-12. Let's go, all three. We agree. All right.
Get set. The game begins <laughs> just a few minutes. <laughs>